Hi, this is Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters. And you're listening to the Alternate Route Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal and open-minded friends. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, the place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I am responsible for this mess, and I am joined by my co-host with the ghosts, the nasally Mike Carbonell. <laughs> I'm trying. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm sorry. I had. I was going to call you the haunted Mike yeah. Carbonell to you know as a good segue intro to new listeners who have just discovered the Paranomaly Zone. But I just I couldn't help but. Uh, Acknowledging your sniffles and your sneezes and <laughs> yeah, I, well earlier earlier, you sound good week, right now. I, you I sound had a good. Cold, and uh, it's it's just kind of like that lingering after whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, lovely! That was great. I think it, <laughs> you just totally went. You made all of our listeners Everybody, go you should have seen Patrick's face. <laughs> His eyes. I mean, like they they crossed and and flickered a little bit uh, just a little bit yeah and i think i think to all new listeners they just shut off about five yeah. seconds ago so thanks for that i one. hope not no, no, no. <laughs> but yes uh this is the, the first official episode of the i guess i don't know the renamed podcast formerly known as the alternate route podcast now mm-hmm. we have refurbished it mike We've renovated it. We've reestablished it. Well, we haven't reestablished reestablished it yet. We are going to. Now, the Paranomaly Zone. I think it perfectly encapsulates what this podcast is yes. all about. And I, Mike, Get in the zone. Don't do that again. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> Get in the zone. You did that on the, uh, the uh, special <laughs> announcement episode <laughs> last week or, did co- I? I or a couple remember. days ago, whatever it was. And... Yeah, no. Right to that car commercial. Yeah, now car like, parts store. <laughs> thanks. Now I now I have AutoZone stuck in my head, and I, and I do again. So I thank uh, you for that. So no, I appreciate it. I really. It do. has nothing to do with auto parts. No, it doesn't. Like I did say mm. before, I said I I like to think of it as an homage to the Twilight Zone. Very good. Yeah, I mean yes. it. Sort yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um And absolutely, like I said, it, it encompasses everything that we're about here on the paranomaly zone or i should say in the paranomaly zone yes. yeah uh you want to talk about ghosts uh we do too you want to talk about ufos slash aliens yeah so do we you want to talk about bigfoot sasquatch Loch Ness, and all the any other cryptid you can think about hello some type of conspiracy some any some sort types of, of uh, yeah mysteries of, of it's, it's all out there oddities i mean anything um if you want to share res- recipes for potions and tinctures we can do that as well 
yeah, I think Mike is interested in the tinctures part for, for <laughs> whatever reason, but uh, depends on how you spell it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but if you have, if this is the first time that you're checking this out, the Paranomaly Zone, as we mentioned before, we used to be called the Alternate Route Podcast. And if you happen to or happened to um, come across that podcast on Talk is Jericho on wrestling superstars slash rock musicians slash actor, whatever the hell you want to call him, Renaissance man, Mr. Chris Jericho. If you happen to catch him talking to a silly group of people called the Alton Route Podcast, hey, that was us. And that was back that in was 2000, 2019 when it was released, I believe. Yeah. And uh, we can't thank him enough. Uh, plans have been made and uh, and uh, <laughs> postponed three times since made then. Made postponed, postponed, <laughs> and made. And for our say, let's hear. Are you going to be around Wisconsin at any time soon? <laughs> well, no, but we could try. Well, yeah, we've had we've had three times where we've been scheduled, and then we had to, for various reasons postpone yeah. and reschedule to go back on his show. But you know what, man, we're, we we'll do whatever it takes to go back go back yeah. and appear on Mr. Jericho's podcast. Uh, great guy and great great, ex- guy. great exposure for us. Uh, let's not beat around the bush on that one. So it's all good. It's all good. Ooh, I think Mike's about ready to implode. What the hell's happening to you right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, were you with, you were with fizzies holding. in my throat. Okay. Fizzies. fizzies. <laughs> so this episode, Mike, we're going to be diving into a passion of ours. We're just going to be talking all things ghosts. That's what got us into this podcast. Ascent, it did, you know, it, before before there was even a podcast. I, hey, yeah, very, thank you for for clarifying that. Um, Mike and I have known each other since, well, shit, what fifteen years at least now, if if not more. Um, shortly after you uh, got out of diapers, I believe. Really? Oh wow. Okay, yeah, I am only nineteen <laughs> years old. That's right. I forgot yes. about that. But um, <laughs> but Mike and I met when we were uh, working at a. Uh, at, at an orthodontic laboratory, and uh, we yes, soon you, found out that we, we were had working a, in the lab late one night. There you go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and we soon discovered that we had a passion, a a, a shared passion for uh, all things ghosts, all, all things, all things paranormal. paranormal. And I quickly became enraptured by Mike's personal history of hauntings. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you have got I to made be... it all up. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> hey, the cat's out of the bag. The no, cat is out I did of the not. bag. Now, Mike, very, very, very briefly, Mike, very briefly, because we have a lot to to dive into. But for new listeners who are just discovering the Paranomaly Zone, give a brief rundown, man, of your life. I mean, I know you can't do that briefly, but I'm almost 60 years old. I know. I mean, it's it's impossible. (laughs) But as far as like a a paranormal rundown, I mean, it's I'll I'll tell you right now, boys and girls, this guy is one of those people who has been followed his whole life. And that's no mm-hmm. joke. And I, I sat, I, I felt like a little boy listening to his stories, you know, back in the day. It's like, you look really? like a little boy when you listen to it's my like, stories. It's like, oh my goodness, he'll go, go on, <laughs> my Michael, tell me some more. Yeah. And yep. I mean, so much so that we started our own, uh, I mean, amateur, amateur uh, paranormal investigation duo back in Had the day. after, uh, you know, like how everybody, uh, what else was at that time when ghost hunters came out and just, took over the paranormal uh, um, genre right. of, of television and activity, <laughs> you right. know, and we wanted to do that. Um, and, and we and, did sort of, and we did it, we did it, <laughs> you know, we did a few things. Um, uh, things could have taken off better, but 
we are we have revamped that also, and we are getting back into that again. We again. have recharged yes. our batteries, and in fact, we are having a big road trip tomorrow. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, man. You know, uh, to uh, to do a an, an investigation. Awesome investigation at the allegedly haunted in several different ways Vergas Trails right. here in North Central Minnesota. Uh, yes. I'm going to be driving about an hour and 10 minutes. Mike's going to be driving about an hour and 50 minutes, and we're going to meet in the middle, and yep. uh, hopefully we don't get shot by any deer hunters out there on the, yeah, no on kidding. the trail. That started at like noon today, I think, didn't it? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure, but, uh, well, if if anything, we'll be clad head-to-toe in bright orange, Yeah, so we'll scare all the I'll, ghosts away. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear my light-colored scally. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, but back in the day, we did uh, a few... Again, very amateur investigations, but we did capture uh, some pretty darn cool EVPs, and you know we'll play them again sometime down the road. We yeah. do have a Patreon page, by the way, everybody. Um, awesome content on there. We have 25 exclusive episodes on our Patreon page, including exclusive video episodes and some ghost investigation videos, uh, some audio anomalies that we've shared and discussed and broke down, personal ones that we've captured Lots of cool, fun stuff, and lots of cool, fun stuff to come. Yes. Um, we'd love to see you guys there. As little as a buck a month, it's, uh, I think it's worth a as shot. As little as. As little as a buck a month. Yeah. <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah, um, don't make it sound like, that's that's it. <laughs> give, us a, give us a buck a month, and you got it. <laughs> you got because it. if you want to pay a little bit more, you certainly can. Of course you can. Of but course. we will not, uh, you know, fault you no, for no. any little amount. Now. Uh, I don't care if it was a quarter. Uh, same here. Same. <laughs> now, Mike, um, briefly, uh, go into storyteller mode and tell our new okay. listeners all about your haunted history. Well, uh, story mode. Um, you don't have to go I saw into the your voice. 165 times. And, uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, that's enough of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough sto- of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough of that. Okay. Yeah, that was me. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it goes back be- further than, than my life. It's been generations as long time listeners know. Oh, that's right. That was ding, a little dingy. A little dingy. A little dingy bell. <laughs> yep. I don't have um, my dingy button, but that's okay. Yeah, I, you know, my father, my, my grandmother, my great-grandmother on my dad's side, very uh, sensitive um, strong believers and strong experiencers in the paranormal. Um, and uh, uh, I was just the next in line for uh, enjoying that paranormal uh, lifestyle of uh, seeing things, hearing things, living in haunted houses, uh, whether I just happen to, you know, unconsciously choose places to live in that are haunted or they follow me, I don't know. I think I think they kind of follow me, but um, uh, started out as seeing the little girl as a young child. Um, uh, well, every clarify, place I've lived in since then. Clarify that one real quick. I mean, you didn't just see <sighs> you didn't just see any random girl somewhere when you're walking along the road. You're talking about a floating apparition of a girl. Yes, it was a floating Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he, he not only saw that, but, but he also saw a vision of the future. So that was, I mean, that the, was 40 years the, ago. Uh, yes, the, the chain glowed. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was just a young, I don't even know if I was a teenager yet. I, 
I, I never, you know, when it comes to numbers, I don't remember numbers. I don't remember years. I don't remember this stuff, but the actual experience is like ingrained in my mind and my soul um, where this young girl floated between the TV and I, I was watching TV, New Year's Eve, um, uh, New Year's Eve on the Queen Mary. The, um, yes, the, um, the, uh, yes, there was midnight a midnight uh, special, midnight special on so awesome. the Queen Mary. Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. and I saw a story today that they might be scrapping the Queen Mary. They better not be. There's going to I, be, um, there's like petitions out there to save that ship. And, there's gotta be, there's gotta be. I mean, we need to, uh, I, need I, to I read the story, but I encourage all of you to go out there and sign that petition and do what you can absolutely. to save that. That thing is far too historic to be, to be scrapped. Yeah. And there's decades and decades of paranormal uh, yeah. um, uh, investigations to be done there still. And we haven't been there, so that's another reason. No. Yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, this girl, she was seemed to be around my age, and she was floating above the floor, not very much, about a foot above the floor, maybe. And she came from one end of the room through the living room and the dining room dining room and living room into the next the hallway uh just passed through and she was uh all white no color fully detailed um long braided ponytail with a smile on her face their eyes were closed hands a little bit in front of her uh stretched out in front of her a little bit just in front of her uh a, a long old-fashioned nightgown roughly sleeves and neck and uh it it's just embedded in my memory so so strong but that was my first experience is actually seeing something right and uh and then it just took off from there and then all, a lot of the investigations that we did together was in a house that uh i lived in that was extremely haunted extremely haunted you know and this yeah, this very episode we're, we're like i said we're gonna be talking about all things ghosts and we're gonna talk about you know several ideas slash opinions slash theories as to what ghosts are. Yes. And we're going to have, you know, the kind of the, the scientific slash pseudo skeptic rebuttals ex mm -hmm. explanations as to what all of us idiots really are seeing, you know, and experiencing because, you know, they know better. They know better. Don't yes. they Mike? Absolutely. Um, I actually have six possible scientific reasons for ghosts. Yeah. Well, right. Absolutely. Written down that I, I can share a little bit. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We're going to be riffing off top of our head. We're going to be, uh, uh, you know, for longtime listeners, ding, ding, ding of the alternate Rail podcast. This, this, uh, my finger's stuck. <laughs> this will be nothing that they have not heard, um, already, you know, uh, but this is a refresh, a restart for the podcast, and I know that we're going to be getting a lot of new listeners with a very uh, listeners who are hell bent on finding all things paranormal. Yeah. When they're when they're scrolling through paranormal imagery on their podcasts, search engines, and they see, I'm very excited about the faith that you have in it. Absolutely, I know we are going to get. You know, and yeah. it's 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 when they scroll through those images and they see paranomaly zone. Yes, they'll say, "Hmm, mm -hmm. I might give that a listen." You yeah. know, and hopefully we can keep a, a and, few. But it makes me wonder, you know, like people that scrolling through and they see the Ultimate Route podcast. Mm -hmm. What do you think would come to their mind? Right. I mean, that's just the thing. It's it's so 
wide open. And, yeah. and I mean, hey, it was your idea. You came up with that. It that. was, man. You know, and, and the alternate <laughs> route, it served us well. And it's done great for us. For... It served its purpose. Um, it was wonderful. We cannot thank it enough. But as we said on our prior special announcement episode, it has ceased to be. Yes. It has gone to join the choir invisible. It is no more. It is an X podcast. Yes. It is bereft and... of life. Was it X podcast? Is that what my wonderful niece Rachel had mentioned? That I believe so. It is an X. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. And <laughs> we can go on and on. And uh, <laughs> um, it, we can't thank the alternate route podcast enough. I mean, yeah, know, it was us. And but we were the alternate route podcast. And you know, I I want to clarify too. The alternate podcast too, was us. I want to clarify too that uh, me and my lovely lovely fiance yes. Bridget started this whole craziness. Way back in the day, with a totally different title as well, Nonsense Cast Radio, <laughs> and that worked as well for a name oh, because that's was... exactly what it was. Well, right, right. Um, you know, at, you know, at, at the beginning and getting into it, but then it did start to shape up. It got, you know, we couldn't help ourselves because we had some ghost hunter join us one day, and that his name was Mike Carbono, and we started talking about stuff that we were passionate about. And then one day, I just happened to uh, send out a tweet, random tweet to anybody on the old Twitter world about, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the hell I said. It was basically something along the lines of, you know, join us, you know, for good times and all, you know, or even paranormal talk. I don't remember what it was at all, Mike. I'd have to do a long time search. But none other than Dustin Perry of Ghost Hunters fame yes. followed us, replied to us, and he goes, well, here you go. I'm happy to support. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I said at that point, I'm going to just – take a shot in the dark here and i messaged him privately and i said would you mind appearing on the show and talking with us as a guest and he said absolutely that would be great and, and that, to this day that just started it and so it just went on and on and on we were so lucky and honored to have so many awesome big names yes. in the paranormal world join us on the alternate Hub podcast and it's going and to more continue to more to, it's, more to come is going to continue on the paranormally zone absolutely so uh, yes and dustin has become a great friend of the podcast Absolutely. and uh, uh he's going to be our first video uh patreon guest absolutely which you know, i'm really looking forward to that's gonna be awesome awesome guy to talk to awesome guy great personality i mean you meet the guy i mean you just love the guy yeah awesome guy what i'm thinking is that um it'll be dustin's fourth appearance with us his first it time will. first time as a guest on paranomaly zone and i'm thinking mike we're going to release the interview, the audio interview, to everybody, you know, because sure. everybody deserves to listen to Dustin's awesome wisdom and his, his humor. And then for the patrons, they'll get the exclusive video capture, right. video recording of us. They will have the added bonus of seeing his hair. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's very proud of that hair. He is very proud of his hair. Yes. And, and his bu- <laughs> his bulging biceps nowadays. Yes. So uh, it'll yep. be good. It'll be good. So maybe yeah. maybe he'll be sitting there shirtless. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. So, um, man, we've rambled quite a bit, Mike. Uh, let's, let's dive into a little bit here before we take a time-traveling excursion slash break, yeah. okay? Absolutely. We're talking all things ghosts, Mike. When you think, well, let me rephrase that. When the term ghost pops into your brain, 
or someone like me says, Mike, what is a ghost? Personally, what is the first thought that pops into your into your mind when that question is mm. is thrust upon you? It is what is left over after the the uh, the the physical the meat okay. and bones are done. Okay, they so- have they 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 are done. The spirit, which is always with us, and the energy uh, leaves that and becomes its own entity. So the you energy you, of a deceased person. Okay, thank you, thank you. So that is your the first thing that pops into your brain usually is probably and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, in assuming this. The first thought that pops into your brain is probably the one that you adhere to the one that you abide by whatever phraseology you want to use or the one that you're most comfortable with. So when you think of a ghost, you think of the energy that lives on after the physical has not lived on the physical is gone. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the soul in another word, right? Right. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's good. That good. That lays a good groundwork for our for our discussion here. The first thing I want to throw out throw out at you, Mike. We're going to be talking about all kinds of types of ghosts, types of energy. Yeah, there are levels and types. And... Would you clarify what you saw, the first energy that you saw as a as a young man, the floating image of a girl? You would label that as an apparition, correct? Absolutely. Now let's think about let's let's talk about and what we what an apparition is. I, I'm putting you on the spot here now, Mike. Yep. So why That's why okay. in the world would the soul, the energy of someone passed on, be visible after it has left its physical um physical embodiment it's physical cage almost you know yeah. it's vessel that's the, the word entrapment. I, that the word I was looking for was vessel when right. the, the soul the, the energy has left its vessel why can some people see this soul this image this apparition again i'm putting you on the spot we're not scientists People are going to quickly, quickly find out. <laughs> We're not experts. People are going to quickly find out. I'm a rock compared to a science. But we, <laughs> but you know, Mike is an experiencer, and that is so much. Yes. That adds so much credibility. I believe experiencers far more than I believe, you know, pseudo skeptics who say that can't I, happen because science says this and this says that. Well, you know what? Right. Such and such said it did, and I believe him. Mm-hmm. So your thoughts, Mike? I'm putting you on the spot, buddy. You, you kind of went on all over the place there. My thoughts on exactly... <laughs> went all over the place. Why? Yes, why what? Why are some able to see oh, this well. physical representation well, it, it's the uh, it's the acceptance, it's the uh, the sensitivity, it's the the willingness to be open minded and to believe. Okay, so you truly believe that you true truly believe sure. that someone who I'm not going to say a non believer or someone who 
isn't out there looking for a ghost. You don't think that they can still see one? Yeah, I I was going to clarify when you started. Okay, okay. Knowing that um, that helps to see. I mean, there are many people that go into a place non-believers and they can be in there for an hour or two hours and they can walk out that same door that they went in and know for the rest of their lives that there is such a thing as ghosts and hauntings and you know so it's not like you have to be sensitive but there's there's got to be something there that that uh, makes you accept what you're seeing whether it's just seeing is believing or or the the pre-thought of well you know it's a possibility but i'm not believing it yet and then they just need that one thing like you you know like i'm not saying that you don't believe but but your 100 percent guarantee is not there until 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 i die and come back and the first place i'm going to go to is wherever you're at and i'm going to poke one of your eyeballs out oh good lord well, <laughs> actually the first thing you know all i all i will need to hear i'm sitting there all by myself or i'm the last one awake i'm sad i'm lonely because i just left mike's mike's wake Mike's feet. What was that? I have no idea, but that was that was kind of big and glowy. Okay, <laughs> that was big and glowy. That was interesting. It sure was. Sorry, everybody, but that that's interesting yes. because something very big and glowy just flew past Mike's face on our Zoom call here. That's that was interesting. Do yeah. we weren't recording that? That was that was that was unique. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, listeners, Mike is just he's followed he's followed but getting back getting back to what i was going to say was i'm sitting there i'm sad i'm lonely i just returned from mike's funeral i'm <laughs> waiting to be slugged in the face I'm after s- eating little little quartered sandwiches with some kind of a <laughs> ham spread on them <laughs> there you and, go. and a macaroni salad and macaroni chips. salad wow you've been <laughs> to a lot basement, of basement you've been to a lot of, of a church <laughs> you've been to a lot of funerals apparently <laughs> and and a, a a nice small glass of warm Hawaiian punch to go with it. There you go. There you go. Yep, I got gotcha. you. So again, it's timing is everything. It's not going to be nearly. And coffee. As, there's always coffee. There's always coffee. Timing is everything. It's not going to be nearly as funny. But I'm sitting there all by myself. I'm bereaved. I I'm I'm sniffling, and I'm I I'm just waiting for a damn <laughs> waiting, waiting for a damn sign and. <laughs> And of course, all I hear is uh. <laughs> now, now, uh, new listeners don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know. Oh come There's on! There's enough longtime listeners that know what that is. <clears throat> okay, well, it, it would actually be now. Give me a second, Mike. It would actually be in this exact order. <laughs> Yeah, because then you would bust out laughing. And the moment. There's, yeah, and there's one more after that. There is one more. Oh, that's okay. This is the exact. I actually I skipped one. This yes, would be the exact, the exact order of Mike's first attempt to contact me when he has passed on to the other side. Ow! <laughs> yeah. So. And there's still one more because the last one has to be. That's enough of that. Okay, I was going to do that. I was going to do that. Damn it. Okay, that's right. Okay, one more time. One more time. We'll get it right this time. Just picture Patrick, me, sitting there. Again, I'm I'm bereaved. I'm sad. I'm sniffling. I, I'm wiping my eyes. 
and I'm just looking for a sign. Ow! <laughs> Enough of that. Okay, there you go. Got it done. <laughs> and then after that, you all of a sudden start hearing Ace of Bass <laughs> singing, I saw the sign. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, yeah, shut up. Shut up. Okay, well, anyways. <sighs> okay, any new listeners, are, I hope you're starting to realize that there's comedy and levity in this as well. Oh, there has to be. <laughs> there has to be. Yeah. So, um, well, the idea of the apparition, though, Mike. Yes. Why uh, do you think, before we move on to another uh, uh, quote-unquote explanation as to what a ghost is, or a type of ghost, I should say, actually, not all people who pass on, obviously, oh, shit, 99.9% of people who pass right. on are not seen afterwards okay they're not seen even by loved ones the ones closest to them quickly in your in your opinion why are some people able to manifest or i shouldn't say some people why are some deceased why are the spirits of some deceased able to manifest and be seen as opposed to majority that are not well maybe the majority don't even hang around to be seen very good point you know um uh you know you always hear this, the explanation of uh, why are there ghosts? Well, unfinished business or there, there's something that's, you know, whatever that's keeping them bound to earth. Um, and maybe it's just that the majority aren't, you know, they see the light, they go and, and they start their next existence. Mm-hmm. It's not hanging back. It's not, they're not here to be seen by anybody. I like that you said their next existence. Right. Oh, there's no such thing as death. It's it's a it's a transition. I've believed that for many years, and and as I've gotten older, I believe it even more strongly. Well, and Mike's job has Mike's experienced that personally with his job, his job that he loves. Um, you know, he takes care of. He's a hot. He works in hospice, and unfor- unfortunately, you've worked with a lot of people who have eventually passed on mike and you've grown close well, to a lot of them, them. yes yeah. most the majority i should say right and you've grown close to them and you've Many, you've yeah. seen them pass on and it's no joke it's no joke that you if 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 seen is not the correct term you felt their energy oh, their energy leave yep there's a sensitivity there there's a uh, ah you know, last words um, can be very powerful if there are last words and or the last words that you share with them before they pass away, which, you know, there are times when I'm with them, have been with them when they passed away or the last time I've seen them and they passed away within the next day or two or hours, um, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's, now, where was I going with this? I think no, no I, I I know where you're going, there, Mike, and I think our listeners but, yeah. know where you're going. It's it's a very powerful, uh, powerful, moving moment. Oh, and it's absolutely it's it's you know like you said it's a big you know it's a big part of my life and everything. And actually, which reminds me, I had my appointment with the pain clinic today, and we had another discussion, or I had another discussion with a different doctor that uh, has also. Uh, saying that, well, it might be time for you to rethink what you should be doing career-wise. 
Right, because and, um, well, because Mike has to drive hours oh, and hours man. to go to all of well, his um, his patients. And the physical part of being of you know being a CNA, there's a lot of CNAs out there. If there are CNAs out there that are listening to this, you know you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's one of the toughest jobs on your back, and if you go into it with a bad back, which I've had for many 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 years as a kid, even and. I'm not getting any younger. The back's getting worse. The job is getting harder. And that's just the way it is. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Become a full-time paranormal investigator. There you go, Mike. Paranormal <laughs> investigator slash podcaster. There you go. Yeah, there so, you go. Well, you got my support. Then I better start making some money. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotcha. I gotcha, man. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, enough of that history on well, me. But yeah. Well, no, I think it's important uh, that you talk about that. I really do, yeah. um, because it is important. It's very important to you, and it's a big time decision coming up. And yeah. so, and that's a little update on uh, listeners that have kind of followed along with, right. you know, not that any of them care oh, if I have a bad now. back or not. <laughs> no, it goes beyond a bad back. It's it's a it's a, a malady. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a plethora of issues. Oh, good use of the but word. But you were plethora. saying I have a plethora. <laughs> I do a plethora of piñatas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, El Guapo. Yes, they are all stabbing me in my lower back. Now, okay. <laughs> One thing that you had mentioned, um, man, was it a two, or, two or three episodes ago? And new listeners, you'll come accustomed, you'll become accustomed to the the casual nature of Mike just tossing out stuff. Oh, by the way, this happened the other day, and I'm just like, yeah, ah, well, was it uh, a couple of weeks ago in that kind of a black, misty, cloudy, that's what fragmented I... cloud <sighs> went through my dining room. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah, I think you just meant fragmented, not fragmented. So thank yes. you. <laughs> no, no, for your benefit, I said fragmented because well, I know that... how you hate. Okay, just for me, just <laughs> for me. Okay. I have bought this Thank for you. myself. Thank you very much. Even your dog <laughs> hates that one, too. Yeah, oh. Macy. <laughs> and new listeners will also become accustomed to Mike's puppy barking and making her presence known during the yeah, recording. I think she already weighs like 60 pounds, and she's like five months old, and she's got a long way to go. So you had mentioned, though, Mike, a um, couple weeks ago, standing in your kitchen, you're doing, were you mm -hmm. cooking? I was cooking. Yeah, That's why I couldn't all of a sudden grab my spirit box and... And uh, you right. know, my SLS stuff and right. run out and no, I was cooking. I was drinking beer and cooking and you don't in, and watching <laughs> Guy Fieri well, in my kitchen. And you don't disturb me when I'm doing that. So I don't you, care if you're dead. You don't care if you're dead <laughs> you just, or <laughs> ectoplasm or ectomist. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's what I wanted to throw out there, Mike. That's another form of a quote unquote ghost. What people would label Absolutely. as a ghost. Ectoplasm, mm -hmm. ectomist. Now, right. Kind of as you mentioned, kind of described as like a, like a floating, swirling, orbiting kind of. It was a, a, like mist. a cloud, like a black cloud with. There you go. Kinda, yeah, it was. Uh, is, does it is, is is fog like a dense fog? Is that like a hard? Um, is that a, a fair description? Not like a overwhelming fog. fog, but or 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 more smoky looking. More, more like a cloud. Okay. Smoky cloud, yeah, smoky. I guess you could put on there, but. Um, but parts of it were more broken up like a cloud you might see in the sky. Sure. Um, and other parts were very black. 
very black. Um, very interesting. And yeah, it, and and it, and, it, and it moved it moved right in front of you. Uh, I was in the kitchen where I have a direct view into the dining room, which is, as you know, what, uh, 15 feet away right. at the most. Yep. Um, and I saw it come from the area of our laundry room, which is on one side of the dining room, and it went into the bathroom. So into that area. Um, now, if I would have seen it coming in the other direction from the bathroom out into the dining room, I would have thought it was left over from when I was just last <laughs> in the bathroom. But no, it was going into the bathroom. Yeah, so when I, okay. Thank you, Mary. I just made Mary laugh. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, what happened? There's nothing from Patrick. <laughs> what? What? Well, the thing is, Mike, you, yes. you can't you, you, you can't leave out the audio you heard right before you saw that leaving the bathroom. Yeah, so I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> well, it doesn't smell that bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> and we will remind me, Mike, to explain to new listeners what that soundbite is before this episode is over with, okay? Oh, sure. Everybody's got to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea, one thing I read that's interesting, Mike, is uh, regarding ectomist slash ectoplasma. Yeah. However you want to label it, is that some theories suggest that it is actually like the beginnings the beginning portion of a full-fledged right. manifestation that has right. yet to the you know uh, become that fully fledged apparition so to speak right it's do, like the, do you buy the that? beginning i i do to a uh, you know to this to a certain degree where ectoplasm is um like the beginning formation um maybe if you have enough energy to, or if the spirit has enough energy to, to start coming out and showing itself as an ectoplasmic form, and then an ectoplasm, the, the more energy that it draws and, and gains, then it can start forming into the human figure or the, the mist or, you know, however, right. however far it, it uh, develops into a human figure that, you know, do you think that, um, this let's let's say that the ecto mist is like the the very beginning stage. It's trying. It is really trying to mm -hmm. manifest. It's really trying to get your attention. Do you think that there is a legit possibility that it needs and feeds off of the energy of the living that are, that is around? Oh, absolutely. It? I mean, it's like absolutely. It's, it's giving you that sign. It's like I'm here. Um, there's another little thing that flew yeah. past you. Crazy. Um, and, you know, it's like giving you the signs, like, I'm here, I, I need you to help me uh, yeah. show myself. Is mm -hmm. that a possibility in your mind? I Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's the same way when, uh, uh, like, all these TV shows you watch about ghost hunting and everything that, you know, their, their flashlights start dying or their cameras go out or their batteries die. When that starts happening, you might just start to think, and look for something manifesting or something happening or hearing something or, or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's gaining that energy. It's pulling and drawing that energy uh, to, uh, to manifest in, in some way. Has that ever happened to you, Mike, in your years, your lifelong experiences of all things paranormal, essentially, have you ever had like a dizzy spell? Like when you've seen or sensed or smelled or anything like that, have you ever like you felt yourself be kind of physically drained? 
I, the only time that that happened that I can remember, um, it just once, geez, there's all kinds of stuff floating around in here. Yeah. That one, uh, that one looked like one of those stupid little bugs that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, uh, the abandoned house that, uh, that you and I have been in by Dorset, by, you know, that, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. The one that's uh, like Park Rapids that, uh, that you had recently been into again. Yeah. 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 I visited, Um, I visited it a couple of times and you can watch the videos on there on our Patreon. Uh, Awesome place. I mean, you know, there, you know, possibly some things going on there, but just a beautiful old abandoned farmhouse. Uh, I remember being in there. This was, well, all those years ago, 15, whatever years ago. 2007, I think it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember going into there. And as I went towards this part of the house where I think where the stairs went down into the basement, um, I all of a sudden just got like vertigo. Really? I did. And uh, uh, very dizzy. Um, uh, things got... Uh, you know how things look when you kind of hyperventilate and it's, it's almost like things look, look really crisp all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but it's like sure. before you, uh, you start to hyperventilate or something. Um, uh, I felt like that, but I had to throw it out because the night before I had a lot to drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know, I don't well, know if I was just feeling that I wasn't feeling hungover or anything, but. But, you know, it's just the thought of... Uh, you and I were hanging out that know, night before, right? Was it you and I? And I I think so, and yeah. And the, uh, the, the... I would form- imagine. The former gal friends at the time, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, because we do have a picture. Hey, oh, man, my mind is racing right now. We do have a picture shared on one of our Twitter pages. Well, no, not one. Our fairly new... I just started it a couple months ago. Twitter page... Paranomaly. This is Paranomaly Zone, but Paranomaly Three is our rebirth of our like ghost investigation duo that you and I are, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, that we're trying to do again, I should say. And the the picture that I have pinned on there is from that day. I believe you and I it's from that day. Out the window. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> but there's also a picture, picture of where we're sitting out. We're standing. No, you know, I'm getting the pictures mixed up. I am getting the pictures mixed up. I'm thinking of another one when I was totally hungover and you weren't. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyhow, go follow that page. That's that's totally dedicated to our uh, ghost investigations. We'll be uh, tweeting and keeping in touch on that one. Again, I just started that one maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, go follow Mike on Twitter, at Carbonal Michael. I'm, I know that better than Mike does himself. I do. I, yeah, uh, I have a hard time remembering follow stuff like that. Follow us on at Paranomaly Zone, and you can go follow me on my art page at Koffenberg Arts. Starts with a K. K-A-U-F-E-N-B-E-R-G Arts. And that's because Patrick thinks he's some kind of an artist. Yeah, that's right. I know. That, trust me. I and <laughs> when you check out his page, you will realize that, yes, he is. Yeah, well, <laughs> so is Mike, too. And you just need to get your ass back into it, my you know, friend. I, I have one week and a weekend left of my vacation that I'm on right now. Yes. And there's two things that I wanted to try and at least start scratching at, and that is journaling, which I've wanted to do for years, and a piece of artwork. Very good. I hope you do that, man. You need oh, to. It's in me soul. Just, just do it. Just do it, man. <laughs> the hardest part is just starting. So yes, when, I know. And you know that. And then, 
then you get the flow. You know, when I was doing, when I was putting out pieces of artwork, you know, I would just, you know, put one out one after another and loving it now, you know, and, but the stuff that I did at that time, I'm going to kind of probably change my style a little bit because my artwork could take like six months to finish a piece. Yeah. You did it with dots. And, and uh, I, I, I don't want to take that long. Um, Cause then sometimes I'd, I'd finish a piece and then I'd be like a, hit a dry spot for like two oh, months. Oh, I get months. it. I get it, man. And, and I, I just, I just want to do it. I want to do it. Do it. And you have been encouraging me for years Yes. <laughs> to get back into it. I, I'm not promising anything, but it is, the thought is definitely there. Well, Very the, strong. The thought is the first step. The next step is just to yeah. sit down and start. And yep. then, you know, and I've, I'm actually kind of thinking uh, I'd like to uh, try a little bit of uh, graphite and um, uh, charcoal. And very things cool. Like that. I love charcoal. So, I haven't done charcoal. For I years. know I, I have and I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. Years ago, I have, but not a lot. But when I have, it's I'm, yeah, great. Get you the know, old blending tools out and everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's a fun way. And I'll, 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 we, we have to do our first time traveling excursion here. I want to say this real quick, though. And New listeners, you realize this too. Mike and I are both uh, passionate about arts, all things arts. And so every now and then we kind of ramble about this a little bit. But I have a fond memory. I only did it like a couple times. A very fun uh, medium of art is essentially drawing with, <clears throat> excuse me, drawing with your eraser. And I did oh, that. Yeah. You do Love that it. with like with your charcoal and stuff. You'll know, have yeah. like the whole slate of charcoal and you it's yeah. reverse drawing essentially. Yeah, because you do it with the eraser. It really helps. It yeah. teaches you so much when you do it in essential, yep. essentially reverse. It's yep. like you're so you're, used you're to you're so it, used to yeah. shading it, but then you're like, no, yep. I can't do that because that's where that, I need that to be light. You know, you instead know, of shading, you're highlighting it. It's exactly. Just, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, you get that like like uh, like that little rubbery uh, eraser that you can squish like silly putty. Right. Yeah. Just just work <laughs> with that, and oh, it's fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, let's see here. We Wow, yeah, we're 45 minutes already, so that's awesome. We have a lot of stuff to dive into here. And hold on until the very end, everybody, because we have a new segment. Well, it's new for longtime listeners. We're going to wrap up every show. Uh, we quite literally came up with this uh, right before we started recording tonight. Well, we had mentioned it earlier, but we decided on it today. We're going to finalize, we're going to finish every episode with one last take. And what does that one last take entail? Well, anything. Um, <laughs> anything. It doesn't uh, even have to be a bit paranormal. It no, be, absolutely. We're talking. Um, we're talking opinions. We're talking takes yep. uh, uh, on all things paranormal, all things yep. movies, pop culture, music, anything. If yep. you guys want to have suggestions, you want to hear our absolutely. thoughts and takes on it. Throw them at us. Uh, it's it's going to be a like fun we're way. Pulling away from our. It's no. not like we're pulling away from our content. Absolutely this not. This is just going to add to it. It's going to add to it, and it'll be a fun thing to wrap up, and hopefully it'll become, kind of become a, a successful bit that people yeah. will enjoy. So uh, yeah. hold on till the very end. So uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about as of yet. We're going to figure it out before the episode is over, though. So Yeah, that makes it even that much more fun. <laughs> all right, Mike, hold on, and hold on, boys and girls. We have to take our first. Oh, and Macy's all sad. And she Macy howled. Too. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, we're going to take our first time traveling excursion. Mike, I'll see you on the other side, buddy. All right, we have returned after our first 
Paranomaly Zone time traveling excursion. Mike, I hope everything is okay. I know your dog is being rambunctious and uh Yeah, but that's you know Hey, just she, just just a as puppy. a notification or not a notification, a um how do we how do I want to say this? An FYI. An FYI, yeah. If <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the Paranomaly Zone and you're like, man, I really like this content and stuff, you know, but the, the doggy in the background is like, you know, it's make, it's distracting <laughs> me. Just so you know, the doggy is a puppy. The doggy is growing up. The doggy is going to quiet down. And also yeah. Mike's going to build a wall around his podcast. <laughs> yeah, that station. is in the plans so. for sure. Um, but the puppy, it's, you know, it's a, it's a massive puppy. Like I said, it's about five months old. She is, she's a purebred German shepherd and she still has not grown into her feet yet. I know. Yep. Just, just like you. <laughs> and she's a monster already, <laughs> but that's okay. Yep. Taking she's going to be another Clifford, the big red dog. Taken after her dad. <laughs> Mike still has size 28 shoes that he's yet to grow into. I don't know why, but. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Mike, uh, we we uh, talked about some apparitions or the idea of an apparition, the appearance of a, of a soul, uh, you know. Yeah, they have actually been seen leaving a body. Right. Absolutely they have. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about ectoplasm. Documented and recorded. If it's, you know, real or not, or legit, but some very intriguing, interesting footage out there. Sure. About stuff like and that. on video, you know, there's stuff that's... Right. You know, like you said, very intriguing. Um, ectoplasm, ectomist, we, we uh, spoke briefly of. Mm-hmm. Moving on to, Mike, a very, uh, one of our favorite topics and a lot of our listeners' topics, orbs, Mike. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on orbs. I mean, for those who don't know, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you know what orbs are. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of translucent little <sighs> balls of light that tend to be uh, shifty and flying in and out of wherever, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're filming yeah. something, you'll see these little balls of light, you know, come closer to you and float away any number of places. You could see them with the yeah. naked, naked eye as well. Mike and I saw them through it's, our video camera lens and before realizing that we weren't recording it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That was awesome. Ah, that yeah. was great. But, you know, there's so much to be said for and against orbs. I, I mean... I think the majority of them you have to kind of throw out. Uh, oh, one hundred percent, you do absolutely. You know, Not one hundred percent of them, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you one hundred percent that you have to throw yeah. most of them out. Um, the ones that I really like um, are the ones that do cover tunes for Roy Orbison. Good God! <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, Mike. Yeah. 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 Mike, Mike, do you do you think you have a great sense of humor? Yeah. Uh, is it pretty lame? Yeah. But you still want to do it now and again, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that. I apologize. Now, what was that again? Roy, <clears throat> Roy Orbison? <laughs> yeah, he thinks that's hilarious. Computer Mike loves it. Crying. Stop it. <laughs> pretty um, But yeah, you know, there's some that you can just so, you know, it's like, oh, that's dust. That's dust. Like Bugs. when you and I were in that very haunted house that I lived in, and we'd go up in the attic and spend time up there in that really cool, creepy, freaky attic that had all that stuff in there and everything. Sure. And, um, but dust, dusty. I mean, that loose, cottony kind of, I don't know what kind of insulation did they have there. I can't remember. But yeah, it was just, you know, you couldn't accept any kind of an orb 
there because it just you know so dusty. Now, what do you think? What do you think about this idea, Mike, of orbs on a similar, similar to ecto mist, Mike, orbs as the beginning part of a manis- manifestation again, as if they were able to feed off of whatever energy is surrounding them. The orbs are like stage one of an of an, sure. of an apparition, all the way up yeah. to stage twenty until it's finally like, hey, there's Aunt Aunt Jemima right there, or Aunt Jemima, <laughs> you know, Jemima. <laughs> Aunt, there's Aunt Millie up yeah. there. Oh, sure. It's kind of a spotted dust, but it it's got her face, it's got her features. Right. Yeah. I, I, which I don't you know, know, you know, which I, I would say about some orbs where, you know, a lot of people will will post pictures of orbs and they say that they'll see a face in it, things like that, which. I think a lot of times is matrixing, but, um, you know, but, but who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much of the stuff that is just, it's just all theory and, you know, people like Gus and, and more trying to just figure it out. Who's Gus, by the way? Us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know no Gus. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why I said aunt, aunt Jemima. I was trying to say like yeah. aunt Judy or something like that. Cause I have an aunt Judy and I, I, I don't know why that popped in my brain, but. But you know, I love the syrup. It, it, it's tasty. It's tasty. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what do you think about that idea of it, of them not only being the part, and you kind of touched on it already, not only being the beginning part of a manifestation, hopefully maybe becoming a full man- manifestation, mm-hmm. but, again, kind of dive, ah. diving into a bit of research, orbs, Mike, are theorized to be traveling souls of deceased <laughs> humans or animals. Well, I mean, traveling, traveling. That's the part that was intriguing that grabbed me. Yeah. It's like they are traveling spirits of the deceased mm. of both humans and animals. Mm. Um, I guess I don't really know what I think about that. It's interesting that they that I that I came about about that. Um, mm. As I mentioned to you earlier, I might have sent it a couple of days ago. You never replied to it, but I, I did do an EVP slash spirit box session at a, a cemetery about like. 10 miles away from the house the other day. I did it on Halloween day, went there and a 15 minute little session, uh, filmed it and recorded it with the digital recorder. Got some interesting, interesting. I mean, who knows, Mike, it's, it's a spirit, spirit box apps, spirit box Mm -hmm. app. Uh, we think that it's, we're open-minded to those being legit. As you said, it's the same principle as the actual spirit box. Right. Exactly. Anyhow, I did that session the other day and one of the questions I was asking was along the lines of before I asked this question I should clarify I said now I don't necessarily we don't necessarily believe that spirits linger in cemeteries particularly those spirits of the ones who are who are buried in those cemeteries we don't necessarily believe that theory I'm, we we don't dismiss it but unless unless for some reason there is an attachment to the physical body that right. they that they inhabited for so long right I, and for what reason i don't know but that's the only reason that i could think of that they would be there is there's some kind of an attachment to their mm-hmm. physical being or physical body that their final resting place you know yeah and when i what i what i was saying then i said we don't necessarily you know go by that theory slash thought 
And then I said something along the lines of, you know, perhaps you are just spirits passing through. Is that sincerely a possibility? And I'd go, I was asking questions along those lines. Like, are you, are you lingering? Are you passing through? And now that's interesting that orbs are theorized to be traveling spirits. What do you think of the idea of traveling spirits, Mike? That's really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, why not? I mean, right. Absolutely. You know, uh, they have, you know, a, a, a person could have had family scattered all over the country mm-hmm. and, Oh, let's, let's travel. And this is the easiest form to travel in, <laughs> you know, who knows, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, of course they're obviously not, obviously not limited by, <laughs> by their physical restraints of travel right. as you and I are, you know, or, or the living are, I mean, it, it's, it's a whole nother ball of wax. We could, dive yeah, into absolutely. here and you discuss about a lot of things like maybe orbs are just uh and maybe they're a little bit easier to uh manifest as an orb mm-hmm. um and uh and they can use that for you know for traveling as you say or mm-hmm. whatever because it's easier to manifest that way or but why would they have to manifest it all to travel you would think that they would be be beyond those constraints of travel. Great point. It's like it's like with a with a thought they could be wherever they want to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's something that I would be more likely to. Uh, that's a great point. Believe in. Yeah, because again, that kind of goes goes along what I <clears throat> I was kind of trying to get at. It's like they're they're not limited to the same restraints right, exactly. that we are. And so the idea of the uh, the idea of them traveling doesn't quite make sense, because as you said, Mike, it should be like instantaneous. They could be at all places right. at all times, almost omnipotent. You know, if yeah. if, if, uh, if there's not a better word to use, right there, because mm. time and place does not exist for them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's an interesting huh. thing to ponder. I like that. Oh yeah. Traveling, traveling. How about the idea of orbs being purely Specifically, the spirits of passed-on animals. What do you think about that? Yeah. Specifically, well, just you know, as a there possibility. Have been so many. What's that? I said just as a possibility. Not saying that as we've... a possibility. Well, you know, anything is possible like that. I mean, it can be a, a maybe a possible one of many shapes that it can take as an animal can take as a as a spirit, just like humans, but. We have obviously read and uh, heard of stories where you see an actual animal like the dog or the cat or whatever, um, which brings me to an interesting story that I don't know if I've ever shared it. Ooh, I can't wait. On the show. Is this a personal experience, story? A personal experience that I had. Is this has, does this have anything to do with your ghost cat that you see at your house every night? No, no, but yeah, there's another example, though. Um, I haven't seen that for a while, but yes, there is that ghost cat here that 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 uh, um, un, unformed completely, you know, not formed completely cat, but you can see the shape of the body, different brownish colors, and that big fluffy tail. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I but, swore I saw that when I was talking to you years ago during an episode, Mike, if you remember. Um, I saw it like in the reflection of a mirror, um, if I remember correctly, because I said like, Mike, was is there is your cat in your room right now? Or I can't remember exactly the exact situation. 
And you're like, no, there's no cats in here. I was like, and I was, I swore I saw something move right past your yeah. mirror. And I believed yeah. it, and I was 100%. So, no, I think I just saw your damn ghost cat. But then the next day morning, I woke up and said, no, I didn't. I, I just, I. That's how I you do it. I, That's how you talk yourself out <laughs> of, a, of a real paranormal experience. No, didn't happen. Nah. Nah. It was that undigested piece of beef. That's what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing to see here moving forward. So, but you were going to say but something yes. else, Mike. This happened to me. Was it 77, 1977? Very possibly that. I thought you were going to say 70 years ago for a second. I was like, Whoa. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm getting old, but not that. It's like, you look fantastic. Not that old. But anyway, um. I believe it was 1977. The family, my mom and dad, my sister and I, uh, my brother, he stayed at home. He was like old enough to where he quit taking family trips with us and just partied while we were all gone. <laughs> but um, is this the brother that I, I think know? so? Did wasn't that Steve? Pretty much, you would party when we were gone, like to Canada or Mike. When is, we took okay. our trip out to California, just so listeners and new listeners are aware, Mike isn't literally talking to an imaginary friend right now he's talking no. questioning a listener slash his yes. brother steve right there <laughs> yeah. because yeah, maybe it took he didn't me party all the time but it took me back for a second <laughs> but hey, mike. it was the 70s <laughs> it took me back for a second mike because you actually kind of looked to the side and you said, i did i was like i had to, I had to ponder that myself <laughs> i was like are you talking to somebody named steve right now that i don't see what's happening mike <laughs> yeah. but anyway we went on this uh, we just traveled across many different states going west and uh, south and west and uh, went to California to visit relatives, my dad's brother and family, uh, two brothers out there at the time, actually. And while we we're out there, we did the whole Disneyland trip, which was awesome. You know, that uh, in the 70s, it, it, you know, I think about it now, it was like that vintage disneyland it was just so cool you know and uh well i remember at a restaurant that was that we were at um where you could get like mickey mouse shaped pancakes and stuff like that you know the ears <laughs> whatever i don't remember what i was eating but it was there's a lot of people there and i remember sitting at the table and uh i was about 15 at the time yeah 15 at the time and uh, I heard this jingling of like a dog collar with like the license and whatever on it that they, you know, name tag maybe that jingles on the collar when they're hopping along or whatever. And I looked down where I thought I heard this coming from and down this, this little aisle area between tables, I saw a very talk well, misty again, but not totally formed, not totally shaped as a dog, but it was a very small dog, like a, uh, almost like a Scotty dog, like a, a white one and uh, kind of blurry, but just kind of prancing along between the tables in this little aisle area. But it was, it was not like a solid object, not like a solid dog. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like the cat. You know, and uh, and then it was gone. Uh, and 
over the years, I, you know, I've forgotten about it over the years. I, I, I think about it again at, at different times and I think about it and like, and then you try forget to process it, again. it in my yeah. head again. And it's like, it was a dog. I heard it. I heard the, the dog tags jingling as it pranced through this down this, this between these tables. And I looked down where the sound was and I saw that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever shared that before. I have never heard that before. No, that's a new one. Mike. Yeah. And like you hmm. said, that's one of those things where you where you've remembered it occasionally and you're like, I need yeah. to tell like Patrick or our listeners about that. But then then for whatever reason, yep. it slips your mind. And yeah. Then, and then uh, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm glad that you uh, remember that. That's that's another crazy yeah. example right there. I mean, yeah. are, are you being followed by animal spirits too, Mike? Are you just like a damn spiritual I, magnets? What the hell? I is think going on uh, I think somebody that is sensitive and, and that can experience these things it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. who, what, you know, what they are, um, uh, where they come from. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just there for you. If you accept it, Mike, cold spots, another form of an, an, another alleged form. Let me clarify mm-hmm. of paranormal activity. Now, I know you've experienced cold spots and you know I have, yeah. Where quite literally you feel surrounded by not well, not necessarily surrounded by, you could quite literally stick your hand out in front of you, like, you know, two, two and a half feet or so, and like, oh my God, I can totally feel that feels like a refrigerator in here. And you're not sticking your hand in a refrigerator, but it feels right. and you, the hair on your arm stand up. And there it is. You, there, you're just you see it on again. You, Mike, you, you mentioned it before. You see it on all the uh, on ghost adventures, ghost hunters, and all that. You know, they have the experiences with these cold spots, and they're they're undeniable, unmistakable, according to those who experience them. I don't think I've ever really experienced a cold spot. Mm. Um, what I the reading that I did about cold spots, Mike. It's interesting. I have never heard of this either, my friend. Cold spots are commonly, well, I shouldn't say commonly, oftentimes associated with our, what are known as funnel ghosts. Now, okay. funnel ghosts are theorized, Mike, to be the returning spirits of loved ones, and they appear in the physical representation of wisps or spirals mm. of light. And these cold spots occur right before these wisps slash spirals of light. Now I've never seen anything like that on these, on all of our you know paranormal shows. And as every long time mm. long time listeners know, we've watched a lot of them. We we love all of them. Well, not all of them, <laughs> most of them. Yeah. I've never heard anything about these funnel ghosts. There's another thing that's flew right past your dang. Whoa! That's big. I don't know what the heck that is. Which still going. Okay, do you have incense going or something, Mike? No, absolutely. Look at that. I have I have no incense burning. It's... That was no bug. <laughs> no, that was absolutely no bug. I Mike, Mike why oh, are we? One not... of my candles just just burned out. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Good lord, Mike. That's okay, exactly debunked. what that was. <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, um, so the idea of cold spots being the the kind of the signal of these funnel ghosts returning loved ones coming back to visit your thoughts on that mike 
And, uh, and it's okay to disagree with it because cold spots could be anything. I'll just throw that out there. Well, my thought on cold spots are um, another way of uh, an entity pulling energy and drawing energy and it's it's uh, it's uh um the energy that's pulled out leaves cold and it's another manifestation or, or on its way to being man you know on its way to manifestate manifest no it, it's cold because easy for you to say right <laughs> yeah. now it is quite literally cold obviously we're not physicists but it's quite literally cold because everything has been no kaku. It's been empty, right? I mean, there's right. like nothing there. It's void of yeah, yeah. Where is where is the silver-haired fox when you need him? Like we need Mr. Mikio Kaku on this I game know. show. <laughs> um, but again, you have experienced cold spots. I know you have. Mm -hmm. um, is that does that ever when it has happened to you, Mike? Does it like creep you out at all? At all? I know the answer, but our <laughs> our listeners don't. Our new listeners definitely don't. No, has it, it ever freaked you not. out? Okay, it hasn't. It <laughs> no. hasn't. Now, why does not? Why? Why do you personally not get at least creeped out? You, you're always just know. like, man, you know, oh, yes, I saw that, I felt that, I've you know experienced that. And what would it I'm, take to creep you out, Mike? If anything, can you? I think, think it's pure acceptance. Okay, okay, and Mike is like just absolutely wrestling with his dog or something. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm covering for him because he disappeared. Now he's, <laughs> now he's back. I'm back. Yeah. This is a real great way to capture new listeners. Mm, by <laughs> I know. <sighs> so now I lost my train of thought. Oh, Mike. So what would it take to creep you out, if anything? <sighs> he's thinking. I can see. I can see his mind turning right now or churning, I should say. And now he's not thinking anymore because he's dealing with the doggy. Yeah, well, you know, we got the shepherd and we got a very old dachshund that's blind and she gets stuck in corners. And now she was just eating and peeing at the same time. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yep, this is, that's pretty, anyway. that's pretty intense right there. All right, so what was your... One last your... time. What would it take, what would it oh, take to creep, me out. to creep you out? Ah. <sighs> I'd, I'd have to think about it. I mean, I know there's stuff, plenty, mm -hmm. that would creep me out. There's plenty that would. But what comes to mind, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's I, getting really loud. We have to take a break here, everybody. Hold on. We shall be, all right, back. All right, Mike, we are back. Now, to finish our thoughts on that, well, well particularly your thoughts on the ideas of cold spots being associated with the return of loved ones. Now that's interesting mm. to me. I had personally never heard of that one before because that's very. I've never heard of that either. That's very specific. Yeah. I mean, it's. And why would it manifest as cold? Great question. Because cheapers, what's going on now? <laughs> hmm. Um, we will have the noise rem <laughs> uh, the noise issues remedied. Uh, yeah. Soon, uh, new listeners, uh, trust us. But that's a great question, though, Mike. Why would they? Why would they uh, manifest? Well, it wouldn't be manifesting, but why would the why would the atmosphere be cold if it was returning loved one? You would obviously, it, maybe it sounds corny. It would feel like it would be a warm embrace. A right. Warm, well, know, and I'm sure there warm. are times where it is that right. feeling. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know. I think it's all about drawing energy. That, that's all I can really, you know, mm-hmm. stick to with what I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those, I don't, spir- yeah. The spiral lights, the spiral lights, the spiral wisps. That's an interesting concept, I guess. I don't, we have to keep an, uh, an eye out for that. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I've never heard of that before either. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's see here, Mike. We have a couple of cool ones to uh, end with here before we uh, move on to our one last takes, <laughs> one last take segment. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we still don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know <laughs> that makes that's it a big cool. part of what we are is spontaneity yeah. and uh, not knowing what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with. Well, actually, I'll, I'll do this, Mike. The last two are poltergeists and shadow people. Okay, uh, which one to you? Which one pops out to you more? Just for whatever mm. reason, any personal reasons, uh, experience reasons, uh, belief or non-belief reasons. Which one just really kind of grabs you more? Well, I I believe in in them both, actually, um, obviously, but. Uh, Shadow people really pop out at me because I have seen them and experienced them, heard them. Um, you saw one like and, behind your couch or something. Like yeah, that, right? yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that was interesting. I I was sitting in the in the uh, easy chair watching TV, and the couch was by the front window. This was in base housing when I was in the Air Force uh, in um, Grand Forks, North Dakota, actually. Grand Forks Air Force Base. But anyway, um, I heard like a shuffling noise, like something brushing against the couch. And I looked over right away and I seen what looked like a head or half of a head or the top of the head, all black, like a shadow, uh, quickly ducked down behind the couch as soon as I looked over there. Creepy. And of course, right away, I got up and went over there and there was nothing there, but so it was interesting that I had seen this and I'd, I'd heard it. Well, I first heard it, which prompted me to look over when I saw it. So it was pretty interesting. And again, that that just creeps that creeps me out. I I, <laughs> I don't know why shadow people just they. I was going to say irritate, but they don't irritate me. They they right. they're eerie to me. It's yeah. it's well, people people have described them as when they've seen them, they're just very. Uh, like a foreboding evil feeling that they get. That's the thing I was going to say um, because some some of the supposed um, theory, well, I shouldn't say supposed theories. They are theories as to what shadow people are. As you just said, Mike, a lot of them suggest that it is like the foreboding or the 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 sign of a negative presence of some sort. Yeah. Um, there are I, also. I think, oh, go ahead, Mike. I think to begin with, some people get freaked out by the the fact that it's it's all black. It's yeah, right. Of it's course. a black. It's a black thing. It's black is evil. Mm-hmm. It's like when, yes, Macy, when you, Macy, Mary, Patrick, and I were at Itasca State Park, uh-huh. uh huh, walking with uh, with Macy, pure black German Shepherd. People, there were people that actually freaked out. They did. They did. I saw and it. Yep. There, there's that little kid that he he got all scared. Said, "Oh, big black dog, big black dog." And well, there was the couple we mentioned. Yeah. I, I mentioned this on the podcast, I believe. There was yeah. the couple who 
the 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 woman was pregnant, I believe, right? And, I believe so. And her husband slash mate, quite literally, when they saw your black German Shepherd, he stopped her in her yep. tracks and walked in front of her and stuck his arm out in front of her. Yep. As got between pr- her and the dog. Got between her and the dog, and <laughs> he was nervous too. And Mike, you actually yeah. responded to him. You said like, "Ah, oh, she's harmless," and he just kind of like, <laughs> "Yeah." He didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I, I, I asked you about that. I was like, Mike, did you? What is up with this? I mean, these people are reacting to your black German, yeah. German Shepherd like it's there's something going on there. But yeah, it was weird. So I, I get it though. It's the association association with like just the the black the 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 dark mass the dark right um, mm-hmm. the mystery. You know, it's there's something about it that's just, that yeah. is foreboding. But there's also some kind of crazy theories that go with shadow people, Mike. Some people think that mm. they are aliens. What do you think about that one? Uh, I've heard a little bit about that, but um, some there's always that possibility. But yeah, I just think of them more as a spectral being than how about aliens. how about extra dimensional beings? There's a possibility that I could kind of. Mm-hmm. grab hold of now that because i think i think there are times when I've, I've read stories or seen stories about shadow people is that they kind of come out of like space like they'll like a space in the room it's like they'll all of a sudden like come through something sure and that could very well be a, like a type of a you know interdimensional doorway where these things that's, are coming from oh that's fascinating so, yeah, it's like they're just they're hmm. they're popping out of a tunnel that that's not right, there. Exactly. You know, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, hello, person, or whatever you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it creeps me hmm. out. It terrifies me. Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of Ghost Hunters, the old original Ghost Hunters, Mike, when they cop- captured those shadow people in two different episodes. Mm-hmm. One of them behind the pool table. I can't yep. remember if, what it was at a classic what, what particular episode. bar it was, and then also those ones when they're at the lighthouse. And right. They're filming the stairs, up the stairs, up at, the stairs yeah. at, you know, filming upwards. Man, that was great. That was back in the day when that show would leave me creeped out at night. And when I go to bed after watching it and I'd just be looking around the house and like, okay, well, where, where are you shadow people right now? <laughs> you know, it was just me and my beagle dog at the time. So uh, my mind went rolling a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I don't know. Anything's possible. And last but not. Last but not least for this episode, Mike, Poltergeist. So we, we, we've talked about this before on the Ultimate Route podcast mm-hmm. uh, quite a few times. It's a fascinating, fascinating subject. Obviously, it it's, it, you know, as everyone knows, it's a German term and like noisy ghost, right. playful, playful ghost, what, however you want to interpret it. That's essentially what it is. Uh, I want to dive into the idea, Mike, of it being a form of energy that is purely manifested by humans themselves. That is a theory that mm-hmm. so many people buy into. Yep. Do you think that is something that is created by hum- humans and is n- thus for not supernatural in nature, essentially, because humans yeah. are creating it somehow? Yeah, like the uh, um, the onset of uh, puberty by, um, is it boys and girls are more, it tends to be more girls. girls. Tends to be more girls. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The the energy and the emotion that is brought on by those hormonal changes 
um, manifests as something like that. You know, human beings are capable of many things that we have no understanding of and have no inkling of, which, you know, makes that a possibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it, it so fits with uh, um, the paranormal as far as a, a, a ghost, uh, you know, some ghost that's trying to get attention, uh, something that has lived before, but. Uh, um, and the thing is, that I'm sorry, the, you know, a thought just popped in my brain, Mike. I, I'm really sorry for interrupt, interrupting you. No, it's okay. New listeners will, will come to realize soon that I'm good at doing that because <laughs> I don't want to lose my, my train of thought here. The idea of humans creating slash conjuring poltergeist activity is it's it's fine in itself. I get that, particularly when humans are around at that time. But how do you go about explaining occurrences that happen when no human is around at that time? I mean, there's how many cases, documented cases, video footage taken of empty households, Mike, mm -hmm. of shit going crazy. I mean, things yep. flying off the walls, you know, mm -hmm. uh, washing machines being opened and slammed shut. No one's around. No one's at home. No one's doing all this stuff. It's it's labeled as poltergeist activity. Does that human energy linger that much that it's still mm. creating this activity? It's got to be some pretty strong human energy. No kidding. I, I To me, you know, there's always the possibility of, of you know, the pubescent puberty mayhem whatever we've all gone through but, it yep mm -hmm. yeah i don't remember mine i think i <laughs> i don't know i think i hibernated through it <laughs> sure but but anyway um to me i am i am more likely to uh think of uh, a spirit of a person that was maybe a jokester during life carries mm. on when he's a ghost and he or she is a ghost in the afterlife you know, yeah, you know, making their presence known by doing all these things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's that's what I tend to think more of. It's it. I take the 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 meaning of poltergeist and the translation of it quite more, literally, yeah, more yeah. literally. What so. you know? Thank you for saying the uh, um, the idea of. Uh, well, let me let me re rethink what I was going to say here, and I'm 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 failing miser miserably. Mike looks like he's distracted right now as well, so I'm di I'm oh. distracted. Are you okay? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, before I forget, and before we move on, we need to throw out all all the uh, scientific, quote unquote, explanations for all things yeah. ghosts, Mike. Another idea for shadow people, because I forgot to mention it is that it is a demonic entity, Mike, from the quote-unquote right. underworld. Now, as mm -hmm. new listeners will come to realize, Mike isn't so sure about the existence of demonic entities. What we label... Around, you're coming around. What we label as demonic slash evil, perhaps slash satanic um, entities, but satanic has a totally different um, definition. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> on its own. Uh do you buy that, Mike? Or at least I should I should say, and answer as briefly as you can. Do you think that there's a possibility that shadow people are like a demonic entity from the quote unquote underworld? Hmm. It has to be on the list. Okay. That's it a good does. that's a good that's a good way to answer yep. it. That's a good that's a fair way of, of answering right. it. Yeah, yeah. 
absolutely. without committing to saying, yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, you said that you had some uh, stuff you wanted to dive into. Did you have those, I'm doing the air quotes, scientific explanations of all things ghosts and why such peons like you and I and, you know, 70% <laughs> well, of the world population have um, ghostly experiences? I do have just a, a, a simple list. Yeah. That, uh, and I, and I, I, I hate to say that I don't have where this list came from, but it uh, um, supposedly is six possible scientific reasons for ghosts. Scientific now, Yes. Right. So it, it's what it's saying. What is what they're doing is they're trying to, you know, poo-poo it away and say this is why that, and it's not what you think it is. Um, but there are some things here that kind of make me think a little bit what some paranormal act, paranormal activity on a on a very small scale, low level, could possibly be. Okay. Um, number one, they have low frequency sound. Okay, elaborate on that one a little bit. So, you know, what I get out of that is, uh, um, you know, you have a low frequency sound and, and it, it just, you can feel it in your chest. You can feel that, that vibration, you know, that, uh, you know, lower than what the ear picks up, mm -hmm. but you're feeling something. It's, it's making you, uh, um, making your mind think different things, possibly, I, Make, I don't know. Making you uneasy. Um, Right. And, and to me, you know, what that reminds me of is what we've talked about before as far as um, electromagnetic fields. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and what that energy can do. And, and like I've explained not too long ago to you that for some reason in my mind, I feel that that electromagnetic frequency can do so many things, you know, like make so many things happen. And maybe this is kind of on that same same level um number two they say the possibility of mold in your home oh yep we've heard of this one before yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely black mold yep. yeah it can just cause any number of hallucinations oh or... yeah yeah it can cause definitely cause some very you know physical illness it can yeah we're, yeah we're not what else we're not denying that that fact right right there i mean it does i mean you know, it can make people very sick there's no denying the, yeah that. right and the thing is is every one of these you know possible reasons are legit for causing some kind of a reaction mm -hmm. you know whether it's paranormal seems paranormal or not i haven't you know i don't know for sure but um carbon monoxide number three you know it's like a poisoning sure. of uh you know yeah. can you have hallucinations from that you know can yep. you have those dizzy feelings and I don't know what all the symptoms are of carbon monoxide poisoning, but uh, besides death, <laughs> you know, right. that's a big, um, yeah, you don't want to go that far. No carbon monoxide and the big D <clears throat> what? Uh, number four. I, I'm, not even suggestion. I'm not even responding to you saying the big D by the way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that could go any number of ways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. <laughs> uh, power of suggestion, which is a huge and very powerful thing. No, it is. Of course it is. Um, it's, you know, uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, and I'm sure power of suggestion has, could be an answer to, to many hauntings and paranormal activity that, 
um, it, it can be brought down to that. Well, the thing is, the thing is about the power-up suggestion. What is going on in your house right now, Mike? By the way, are you having? Now parents? I have a blind dachshund eating okay. out of her dish. Okay. And the shepherd is a little jealous, I think. Ah. <laughs> Now I lost my train of thought here because I, I I heard uh, your. We were your, talking about power of suggestion. Oh yeah, because that is that is hugely important, especially especially when one is. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Yeah, when one <laughs> is um, playing back potential EVPs, you know you mm-hmm. the moment you sit there and you say. You tell the person what you think yeah. you heard. Well, guess what? They're going to hear that what hear you it. think you heard. You cannot yeah. say that. You have to play it blind. You have to play it fair yep. and see what they think first. The power yeah. of suggestion is huge. Right. It's like matrixing. It's like, ooh, look at that. What do you see? Well, I'm not too sure. Well, I see this. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there it is. I Same see it. Same thing, yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Gotcha. Nope. I agree, 100%. Number five, drafts. Well, drafts. You know, if you if you go by just the... And we're talking about wind. Thing, we're not talking about know. like a, a writer's draft, his first draft. Right, exactly, yes. <laughs> yes, bad insulation and poor windows in your house. See, yeah, these... On a, on a windy day. <sighs> no. <laughs> I love how, you know, I, I know that scientists always look for the simplest explanation, but come on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's stretching it a bit. Uh, number six, we just simply enjoy being afraid. Oh come on now, okay, that's just yep. stupid. Because it is. It's, now, it's how do you explain people who are terrified and traumatized exactly. by their hauntings? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, yeah, that doesn't hold any water for me at all. Yep, people. These, you know, so if many these people, are Mike, uh, scientific. Um, they're being pulled out of a scientific ass. They are. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, so many, so many people, Mike, do not want to experience something. And they do. Right. You know, it's not like, like they sit there and they, oh, I want to be scared. Yeah, they, they, they have no choice. It's there. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned kind of early, uh, earlier, well, just a couple minutes ago, you know, the idea of pareidolia, you know, where you see stuff. That people, mm-hmm. you look at the cloud, and like you said, Mike, oh, there's a face. Do you see that right there? There it is. Oh, yeah, I see it. So a lot of people are arguing about that being um, a possible explanation for ghost sightings. And I don't mm-hmm. buy that at all. Right. Um, especially when people say, like you, where you see a full-fledged flipping apparition flying in front of you. I mean, what are you mixing mm-hmm. that up with? I mean. Yeah. Were you did were, was your dad smoking a cigarette? No, your dad wasn't even home when you saw that. Your no, I was home, home all by myself. And it's not like and you saw. When my a, mom and dad did get home from a, I don't know, whatever New Year's Eve party or whatever, and I, I started telling them about what I had seen, and I didn't start getting excited about it until I started actually talking about it, and then it started kind of building up in my system, like, wow, I really saw this, mm-hmm. you know, and. My dad, like, you know, the whole generational thing going way back, all he did was, well, did you try to talk to her? Right. You know, I remember like, that. He believed me right he away. Believed he believed you right away. You know, so, yeah, crazy. I'm just, I'm flying through another list here of potential explanations, and I don't want to waste people's time. 
because you you basically nailed it, Mike. You know, generally speaking, about a lot of these scientific um, mm-hmm. attempts at debunking everything that everyone on the planet has experienced. You know, no, you didn't really experience that. I'll tell you what you what you experienced. You you experienced right. a draft. Yeah. You, well, you have mold. Let me tell you, as a scientist, you were not there. <laughs> you know, wow, and Oop. a lot, a lot Ooh, of things boy. here. A lot of things that I that I'm reading, Mike. <laughs> go figure. They're blaming just people, you know, they're they're blaming the, the effects of drugs, the intake of toxic toxic drugs. Um, they're also linking it to dementia. They're right. linking it to Alzheimer's disease. They're they're linking it to the effects of over the counter drugs. I mean, there's yeah. so many things. We've heard how many other arguments, Mike? Sleep paralysis. Uh, they're gonna come up with anything to explain except for what what we know as a possibility. Yeah. What we not that we know as a fact, but what we know as an, a possibility, we are accepting enough to look at those possibilities that go beyond this scientific whatever, <laughs> you know. But some of these scientific things can have, you know, some some uh, you know based in some truth. But well, of course, but it not is. all of them, you know. No. I, I, I get that, but it's when it gets to the point of being a scientist, when it, when it gets difficult to discern the difference between a scientist scientist and a pseudo skeptic, right? That's that's right. where it starts driving me up a wall. Yeah, because it's like I suggest uh, any listeners that haven't listened to that episode. <laughs> oh gosh, when we talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. pseudoscience, yeah, pseudoscience, uh, pseudoscientists, pseudo skeptics. Uh, we had a fantastic interview with, um, he's a very well-known movie reviewer, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the, the Minnesota era, uh, area. Uh, his name is Mr. Z. That's his, that's his yep. kind of code name and stuff. We had a great time talking with Mr. Z. Oh, we did. He, he is, a, he's, a, he's a fantastic dude, super smart, but he's not, he doesn't believe, he doesn't think there's any such thing as ghosts. And we had a fantastic back-and-forth debate mm-hmm. with him, and it was great. And, oh yeah, and you know his arguments make sense, and I hope that our rebuttals kind of made sense a little bit, yeah. um, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but there's this the idea of automatically dismissing anything without one iota of intelligent thought into mm-hmm. your dismissal. You just automatically say, "No, that's not real," and you say, "Well, why?" Yep. Because I don't believe it. Well, why? Just because. Well, tell me why. Why? Why yeah. doesn't it exist? Well, it just doesn't because there's no evidence Back that it does exist. Back up your belief. Back up your belief. Where's the evidence that it doesn't exist? I mean, that's a whole other episode, Mike, right there. Um, well, Mike, you know what? I think it's about time to uh, wrap up the content of this show. We need to take one last time traveling excursion yeah, here and come back for our yet as as of yet undecided (laughs) one last take i am looking forward to it i hope our listeners are too hold on boys and girls we shall be right back and we are back after yet another time traveling excursion mike it is time for one last take my friend we're going back and forth we're going back back and forth between one last take or one hot take We'll see how this goes. Yeah. So, yeah. but since we did mention one last take before the um, uh, the episode ran out, it's the last time. take because it's like toward at the end of our. It's what we're finishing up yes. the episode with. Of course, of course, of but, course it is. Um, but 
is it is it is it more hot than last or is God. it more last than hot <laughs> who knows man <laughs> <laughs> you know well the thing is here we really want to um start off with a bang when it comes to this 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 segment because there's going to be recur- a recurring segment and we want it to mm-hmm. be intriguing and interesting for for all all of the listeners Mike and I have been going back and forth about what episode to start off the Paranomaly Zone era, I'm doing air quotes, era with, what topic to cover. And one of the ones that uh, we had bantered back and forth about was the famous slash infamous Travis Walton UFO experience, UFO abduction, alien abduction experience. And it's been a huge story for years, decades. Oh my gosh, decades, Mike, decades. And we had gone back and forth about it. We back and forth about it. And we had we had discussed it on uh, a prior episode for the Alternate Route podcast. And one of our episodes was focused solely on alien abductions, and we shared some uh, audio interview clips with Travis Walton, and we shared our thoughts about that a little bit. Uh, but we didn't really do a dive into it. It's just, it's just everything kind of came to fruition, Mike, right now. It just fit perfectly. We right. quite literally yeah. came ab- about this decision during our last time traveling excursion, right? I want to have I want to have one last take right now, Mike, about Travis Walton mm-hmm. and his alleged UFO slash alien abduction, Mike. Now yeah. I'm going to read a couple of the stats here, a couple of the facts, I should say, not stats. Okay. Uh, this occurred back in 1975. I'm sure most of our did. listeners are familiar with this in Snowflake, Arizona where American forestry worker Travis Walton claims to have been abducted November 5th, 1975, abducted by an alien spacecraft. Their inhabitants, perhaps I should say, would be the abductees. Not the abductees, the abductors. Um, Controversy Abductor. Abductor. Controversies ensued, Mike, I want to get the facts right here. Let's see here. Working in the Apache. Wow, I, I'm not sure if I can pronounce that one. Sitgrave. He was a lumber. He's a lumberjack. Yeah. Along with several, I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> along with several other workers, obviously, uh, working in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest in Snowflake, Arizona, Arizona where he claimed to have been abducted. Walton was missing for five days and six Hours after days of searching with scent dogs and helicopters, Walton says he reappeared by the side of a road near Herber or Heber, Arizona. Uh, the Walton case went on to receive mainstream mainstream publicity and remains one of the best known alien abduction stories. While, of course, scientific skeptics might consider it to be a hoax. Uh, before we get into the details <laughs> of this. Your first memories, Mike, your first takes on this. When you first heard of this, were you an, an immediate believer? Um, well, my first uh, uh, time hearing about it was actually the movie. Oh, when I'd yeah. I'd seen the movie. Um, wait, you know, I'd seen it many, many years ago. Fire in the sky, baby. Fire in the sky. Absolutely. It was a awesome movie. Um you know, a lot of liberties taken with uh, facts and everything, but, you know, for dramatization, but sure. 
um, fascinated by the movie and uh, um, Say, so Mike, Mike can I can I request you to hold the microphone closer to you because you're getting a little faded out to me right now a little bit not that close not that close remove it from your no, I'm not going to say let's play what you expect <laughs> okay how is this that's a lot yeah, I, gotta, I don't know I, I think I need to Check my game, maybe. I don't know. How was that? That sounds good, man. Sounds good to me. Okay, yeah. Um, I was fascinated by the movie. The, the um, As he moves the microphone uh, further away from him. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. Enough of that. Oh, shit. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. You mean this? Enough of that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Mike. Um, but I had seen the movie, and I was fascinated by it, and then... You know, being a, a huge Art Bell fan, I never missed an episode of that uh, late night. Um, and the first time I remember hearing Travis Walton on uh, uh, the Art Bell show, uh, just it, it exploded. I mean, hearing his part of the story um, uh, and what actually happened, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's 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 fascinating. Um, and just to think of if 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 even a part of this is true, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's got to be one of the best abduction stories ever besides mm-hmm. Betty and Barney Hill, you well, know, you know, that's right fun- up, right up with that. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Benny and Barney Hill story because of course, a lot Betty. of the- Betty, I said, Benny. Yeah, I said, Benny, <laughs> Benny Hill. <laughs> I just made all of our listeners go deaf by my laughter right there. <laughs> Uh, Wouldn't and, that be uh, funny if it was if it was Benny Hill? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, fine oh. English humor. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I just aged myself a little bit there, you know. And and you uh, you do remember who played Barney Hill in the movie? Oh, Mike, you've asked me this before, oh, and come on, darn come it, why on. are you putting me on the spot? You're a you're a fan. <sighs> Shit. I know I am. I know I am. Um, damn it. The force is strong in this one. Yeah, I know it. Luke, I am your father. It, well, it's not. Oh, James Earl Jones, of course. Of course. God damn it. Frickin' A. And, uh, yeah, I'm Betty a... was played by Estelle Parsons. Ooh. Okay, let's let's briefly. Anyway, I digress. Let's briefly run through the abduction claims here because we need to get to our takes, Mike. We do. Now, again, again, according to Travis, on November November fifth, nineteen seventy five, he was working with the timber stand improvement crew in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. Now, while riding in a truck with six of his coworkers. They encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a very high-pitched buzz. And when I'm reading this, I'm, in, I'm picturing the movie. And, you know, they did that part mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, I don't think it was sure. six people in the car. I think it was only like five people in the car, but I could be wrong. In the movie, that is. Walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. Now, this is where I start I, I start questioning things. Mm-hmm. Why would you get out at that point? The way the movie yeah. the way the that movie was my first thought when you were reading that. 
the way the movie depicted it, everyone was screaming at Travis. And again, Travis says the movie yep. is wrong in a lot of the, uh, of the portrayals, and I'm sure it is. I'm sure. If they were screaming at him, first and foremost, why wouldn't someone run out of the car and grab him and pull him back into the damn truck? <laughs> um, well, if, because there is a there is a great big flying saucer out there, and they didn't want to mess with it. That's true. That's 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 very very true. <laughs> But Fear again, kept them in their truck. The way that the movie portrayed Travis's character was that he was a very, um, he was a free spirit, and he right. was ready to just take on anything and 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 anything and everything, and um, the world was uh, just an open an open book for him to tackle, and so right. therefore he, he sees this fire in the sky as his coworkers did, and while everyone else was terrified. He just wanted to go closer to it. Right. That's how the movie portrayed it. I can almost kind of relate to that. Yeah, I <laughs> kind of. I get that. I, I can. I can picture you, Mike, doing that. It's like, nope, just yeah. go go along your business. Nothing to see here. Yeah, right. So you know the beam of just beam don't of light. Hurt me. <laughs> the beam of light knocked Travis unconscious. The other six men were frightened, drove away. Walton claimed that he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bald creatures. He claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Walton has claimed he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later with the flying saucer departing Above him, Mike, the idea of humans, what he remembers are humans and short, bald, quote unquote, creatures. Well, what's going on there? Like they they were they were humanoid. I'm sure they weren't uh, people born and raised in Iowa. So, well, (laughs) so you're not thinking that there's anything in cahoots here with. Oh, well, there humans and aliens, but. I don't know. I well, anything's possible. Okay, so that being said, before we wrap it up here, Mike, your take, particularly, um, I, I I'm I'm taken aback by this claim here that he says he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton mm-hmm. to another room where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. That's what mm. grabs me. Right. Well, what kind of what kind of a, a helmet was it? I mean, was it was it was it a great big uh, Rick Moranis <laughs> giant helmet helmet? <laughs> you know, or Mr. Coffee. Or, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's or not... was it like a, a military helmet? Hmm. Um, God, you know, it's, you know, in, mm. in the movie, they portray it as it's so obviously it's so much more dramatized and he's oh, yeah. floating in this giant cavernous, uh, I, well, a canyon essentially. And, and, yeah. and I remember being very dirty, very and dirty, he, and he, and he, slimy. He breaks in, yeah. And that when he gets out of his pod and he falls into that other one where there's like a half rotted body in there you know yeah exactly his hands are in there and he he realizes that his hands are dug into the (laughs) (laughs) 
basically yeah. that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And he's floating around. He's like an astronaut, and yep. you know he's floating, uh, and he comes a, a, across again. We're we're speaking about the movie here. He comes across all of these floating. What he even says out loud in the movie, he says spacesuits. He comes across all these like attached astronaut looking right um mm-hmm. i guess uniforms space out outfits and, and they, they look like gray they like look gray, like aliens they? they look like gray aliens right. until right. one like sneaks up from behind him because he thinks that they're all empty and stuff but one sneaks up from behind him in the movie yeah. and grabs them and then they, then they drag him down the hallway all this dirty hallway and through these yeah, tunnels and there's like and, like like glasses from the fifties floating in <laughs> right. Yep. 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 Yeah. We need dramatization. Yeah, they, it's like they've been doing this for a long time. Right. Right. So right there, there's major discrepancies between the movie and his his claims. Okay, Mike. The idea that he is doing this for money. Now, in the days following Walton's UFO claim, the National Enquirer awarded Walton and his co-workers, a $5,000 prize for, quote-unquote, best UFO case of the year as they all passed polygraph tests administered by the Inquirer, but also by the Aerial Phenomena Research Association. Mm -hmm. Walton and his his older brother and mother were described by the Navajo County, Arizona Sheriff as longtime students of UFOs. Now, some ufologists believe Walton was was abducted abducted by aliens. Ufo, uh, ufologist Jim Ledwith says for five days the authorities, <coughs> excuse me, the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his coworkers and then he was returned. Mm-hmm. All the coworkers who were there who saw the spacecraft they all took polygraph tests and they all passed except except for one and that one was inconclusive. That was like the Dallas character. Yeah. In the movie, I think the it's one that didn't like him or something like that, wasn't right. it? Right. Yeah. They had they had words, <sighs> and they do they do kind of briefly mention that in the movie. Uh, James Garner's character is the investigator, right. and he comes. You know across... what's got to be good when he got Rockford on this oh, on gosh. the case. What a great actor! What a great actor! <laughs> but Rockford he comes. Files, he James comes Garner. across. Um, essentially the National Enquirer, in the back seat of the car, and he asked the local sheriff, he says, now, where in the heck could these boys conjure up such a story? And he hands them the National Enquirer, which they were all reading in the movie on the way to their logging camp before they started doing all this. Okay, Mike, Mm. where are you at right now? Thinking about Uh, Sitting at my podcast. You know what I'm saying, dude. You know what I'm talking about. North Dakota, rural. Um, where am I at the, with the story? Yes. <sighs> Before I get you know, into the skeptical reception of it, I know I want your opinions. Right. You know, you know, Travis Walton has been, you know, he's been, uh, he's been living off of this for many, many years, decades still is, um, which, you know, if you have something that is so fantastic that happens to you and so bizarre that is a huge story um you know if you're not well off you know you might want to make money off of your 
experience. Ooh, Mike, you're 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 worrying me with what you are suggesting right no, now. No, <laughs> I'm I'm not saying he's in it for the money, but I hope I hope he's not because you have reached out to him to be on our show. I have. And I hope he doesn't say, <laughs> yeah, well, I was just, you know, we got a little bit of a, just, uh, you know, a fee here. <laughs> but um, I think something happened. I think it's legit. You have to just, um, you just have to really sift through the wheat from the shaft. Shaft. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's okay. like, there's like so much truth and there's so much dramatization i mean and movies are going to do that they have to do that oh, otherwise they they're, they're not that. they're going to be nothing no you, you have to do your own research you, right. you know take in all the dramatizations take in the pop culture references you know listen to the interviews uh, do your right. do your due diligence and make your own decision that's all you can right. do. right and the thing is, is that uh um travis walton himself will say no, the the movie it did that didn't happen that right. way. Right. He he explains how it happened, which is you know less dramatic than the movie, but still. And he hasn't wavered. Terrifying. He hasn't wavered he doesn't, from doesn't that. waver. Doesn't waver for decades. Hasn't wavered. Yeah. Um. Uh. And that is something you have to think about that for a second. You know, if you are right. you if 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 it is a pure fabrication, and is it is a a pure lie. It is really tough to maintain that lie over the decades, right. yep. you know, and maintain all the same details. It just is, man. If if you're Absolutely. if you're lying about something, your story is going to change. It's just yep. it's human nature. It's going to. You right. know why? Because it didn't happen, and you're it's not embedded in your memory. It's just mm -hmm. conjured up in your mind, and you're going to yep. conjure up other details. Yep, it gets mixed up, and you can't keep it straight. You know, like like three years after the incident happened, um, he did write a book, and I'm sure he's made money off of that. But, um, you know, there can be reasons he wrote that book, uh, you know, set the story straight. People are asking questions, um, get the whole story out there the way he lived it and the way he experienced it. Um, and there is nothing wrong with making money, you know, doing that and telling the truth. Um you know, uh, it, it's an opportunity. No, I agree. And, I agree with know, that. Yeah. I mean, why not? Absolutely. I mean, if something happened to me, uh, like if I, you know, swimming in, you know, uh, Lake Superior and a mermaid came up to me and 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 we we had a family of, of mermaid <laughs> children, uh, you know, I, I would write a book about that. And I, hey, if I made money off it, hey. Well, it, it, you know, if you made money off the book and then people came to you and say, said, we don't necessarily believe you, but we're willing to give you a, a, a healthy paycheck to make a movie out of that. You're going to probably right. say, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, you know, there's nothing wrong and, with and, that. And, and where where did the movie come from? Where did the book come from? Where did all the publicity come from? Where did all the uh, uh, everything that uh, up to up to today, where did it come from? How did it start? Yeah by Travis Walton being abducted for five days and whatever happened, happened. Now we have had to, to start somewhere. Now skeptics consider this to be a hoax. Obviously Mike, they, they describe it as quote unquote sensationalization on the part of the media media and a put up job to make money. UFO researcher, Philip class 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I knew Mike would react to that. Ah. Man. Uh, considered Walton's story to be a hoax, perpetrated for financial gain, and discovered ah, many skeptic. Discover, yeah, exactly. Discovered many discrepancies in the accounts of Walton and his co-workers. After investigating the case, class reported that the polygraph tests were poorly administered. That Walton used polygraph countermeasures. I'm doing air quotes, such as holding his breath. And that class uncovered an earlier failed test administered by an examiner who concluded the case involved gross deception. First off, polygraph tests are... Okay, I have to... They're not admissible in court even. Thank you, Mike, because that's what I was going to get at. I was about ready to describe them as something horrible, but um, court doesn't buy them, so... It has to go both ways here. If they're not right. admissible in court, then why are they considered legitimate proof when you are arguing against what the person is saying anyways? It, mm-hmm. Are you following? Right. Exactly. If you're, fo- if you're following mm-hmm. me, I hope you, yep. you get me. They're not admissible, but I think that this guy is lying, so therefore... I mean, it, it's, it, it's such a right. mess. You can't go both ways with these damn polygraph tests. Yeah, it's like, you know, people like Philip Class, which, you know, makes my bowels turn whenever I hear his <laughs> I could name. see your face. You look um, like you're, you, you know, were pinching your, it, your butthole the moment I said his yeah. name. Yep. <laughs> Everything that is said that is, even if it has proof behind it, and eyewitnesses that have sworn affidavits, he would still say, nope, nope, yeah. nope. I don't believe it, so it's not real. Mm-hmm. Now, science and skepticism writer Michael Shermer criticized criticized Walton's claim, saying, quote, I think the polygraph is not a reliable determiner of truth, which we both agree on. Right. But then he says, I think Travis Walton was not abducted by aliens. In both cases, the power of deception and self-deception is all we need to understand what really happened in 1975 and after. So there was five days of self-deception. Five days of self-deception. <laughs> and It cannot uh, be explained. And six co-workers who were all self-decepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, cognitive, cognitive psychologist Susan Clancy argues that alien abduction reports began only, Mike, listen to this, began only after stories of extraterrestrials appeared in films and on TV and that Walton was likely influenced by the NBC television movie the ufo incident which aired two weeks before his own claimed abduction and dramatized the alien abduction claims of barney and betty hill there yeah and that woman is uh philip class's stepdaughter (laughs) (laughs) so uh well i'll stop reading shit because we have to wrap this up yeah your final thoughts mike uh on on the Travis Walton experience, we are both so. Well, it fires me up. I know it fires you. It up. does. It does. Uh, something happened. Something extraterrestrial happened. Um. Uh. He he was changed dramatically, which has put him on this lifelong. Uh. uh passion of what he's doing and talking about and 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 still talking about to this day mm-hmm. like i told you earlier i was listening to a podcast the other night 
when I went to bed, going to sleep, uh, listening to a podcast and, and he was on there talking about his experience mm-hmm. it, still. I mean, I mean I, if, if it's fake, how many decades can you milk it? And not, can I not, it would be done long before now. Can I interject for one second as well, Mike, on along the same lines that we mentioned earlier, he is adamant about the discrepancies between the movie and his experience. So, and that now explain that that to me, me. explain that to me. If, if that is, he just, is he just a very good actor who was throwing that out there and saying, well, if I act like I disagree with how the movie portrayed it, then it adds legitimate legitimacy to my story. Or is it truly bothering him and saying like, no, that didn't happen. This is it's my my story is him because they're it's like putting words into somebody's mouth. Yeah, you know, and 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 he doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, that would uh, bother all it, of us. That you know, right? It, it and and, and on Wikipedia and some of these other things that you Google about him, it it it's it it describes him as an actor. That's but he right. wasn't he mm-hmm. wasn't an actor when this all happened. But he has had uh, uh, things that he's done uh, since then that are uh, um, that are like acting, acting in other gigs. situations like this. Yeah. Well, the it's, the same thing as Mike. If you look up Zach Bagans, he's listed as like an actor. Absolutely. You know, and well, it's, personality, uh, a TV movie personality. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it just comes with what he's, mm-hmm. uh, what he's done. I mean, yeah, yeah, and what he's been through. Okay, and where he's been seen. Mike, the hot take though, the last take on the Travis Walton UFO abduction experience. My hot last take, <laughs> because we don't know if we're going to say last or hot. Mm-hmm. Or both. This is tough for me to say it, Mike. It is. Okay. And I'm not playing the obnoxious skeptic. Okay. I, I really am not. Although you do that so well. <laughs> <laughs> my gut feeling, my hot take, is that it's real. That it is real? Yes. I truly believe that Travis experienced something that he cannot, I mean, he knows what happened to him now. Right. Um, They couldn't explain it back then. My gut, my feeling, my gut feeling, <coughs> is that a UFO freaking uh, picked him up in Snowflake, Arizona back in 1975, Mike? How about you? Well, you know, and in this segment that we do, this last hot take, we have to have the last hot take from both of us it can be differing opinions or it can be matching opinions my last hot take on the travis walton story is uh there are discrepancies there are fallacies there are i didn't say phallic c's <laughs> no, um, thank you for not doing that yeah <laughs> yeah uh and like like you said travis walton adamantly uh uh defends what is real and what happened and what did not happen. And in my hot take, I do agree with you that something did happen 
he was gone for five days his his uh co-workers were were accused of of murdering him and leaving him somewhere murdering him yes and uh, uh he came back and he had one hell of a story to tell mm-hmm. once he got it figured out for himself yep so I've... yes something happened it was it's real i'm waiting but you didn't say anything about ufo mike Oh, at, well, I'll say it. Something of not of this world came down, zapped the shit out of him right in the chest, <laughs> yep. knocked him back about 40 feet, yep. and collected him up, and did who God knows what and I will, five days. I will say that <laughs> the way that the movie portrayed that incident, I, I, I really think they did it well because, oh, yeah. you know, the logical mind says, why would they... Why would they allow him to walk out there while they're screaming at him? I get it. Everyone's terrified. You're not thinking straight. It's a panic. It's a mass panic, and you're watching your friend walk out to this massive glowing light in the sky. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, I understand that. So I think the movie portrayed that scenario pretty well. Um, I, 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 I personally wouldn't jump out of the car, Mike, and walk to that thing, but you would. I think you would. <laughs> I would. Um, I might be hiding behind bushes along the way. Okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, that's why we need Travis Walton on. We do on the show, and and let him tell us. Let, let a, him tell our listeners. Yep. You know what was that whole thought process when you got out of the truck? That's and what you I want to know. Looking up in the this fire in the sky. Oh, perfect, Mike. Well, this you has know, been freaking fantastic, Mike. We need to wrap it up. This is going super long, but it's great and it's worth it. This is essentially our first Paranomaly yeah. Zone. Well, it is our Paranomaly Zone debut episode, a restart, a refresher yeah. from the Alternate Route podcast. We can't thank all of our awesome listeners right. enough. And new listeners, I hope you stick around because it's only going right. to get better and better. We promise. And, and, and we do have the different varieties. We have... Uh, we have the, uh, the the lot of information with with comedy, and there's always going to be comedy. There's always going to be levity with the uh, uh, the great information that we have. Absolutely. There's going to be some episodes where it's uh, more comedy, like our throwbacks that we do, which we, I think we're about sure. ready for another one. I think so too. You know, um, and those are a lot of fun. Well, um, for Patreon, I think we should do that. And the the, the Patreon, yeah, absolutely, um, and the wonderful fantastic celebrity guests that we have on they're all worth it you know um more and more wanna, lined we, up we, it's going to be fantastic yeah um we did we just want to uh, grab you you know and tie you up and bring you in and keep you <laughs> that was creepy mike that was that was, <laughs> yeah. that was really really creepy but that's cool yeah, yeah. no we have we have other segments uh other uh i shouldn't say segments but um genres that we dive into uh we we love doing horror specials horror two 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 uh syllables right there yeah uh, we love diving into all things mysteries uh, we do have the old sick and twisted segments that we oh yeah those, oh, those get pretty, pretty, they pretty they deep. get intense and yeah. very sick and twisted and we're not going to uh divulge or uh, we're not going to uh go away from that i should say i was gonna i was mef- messing up my words but anyways mike <laughs> Uh, before I ramble on too much longer, this was awesome. Our first Absolutely. Paranomaly Zone episode exclusive. Many, 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 many more to come. Mike, 
Can't thank you enough, my friend. Until next time, what do all of our listeners need to do? Well, let's see. Sometimes I like to do this, and then sometimes I don't. But usually at the end of a podcast like this, peace out. 